thinking. All right. Spider, spider noir. <laughs> this is turning into one kick-ass origin story. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. I saw this unreal tweet. Uh, Sung J M and Si Woo Kim. They're skipping the British Open, their golfers, because they need a medal at the Olympics to avoid mandatory military service. Yeah. They oh need to medal. Wow. Who, who else? Uh, who was the person, the hockey player? It was Oi Mata. He had to go back yeah, to it, uh, Finland or Finland for, for his service. Yeah, something like that's that. Insane. But that's just um, that's unfathomable pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, let, Even, let them um, play some medal. Just give them bronze. They would have been doing nothing but playing golf until the Olympics. They would not right. sleep. Yeah, they're going to have blisters all over their hands. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I would bet the house. Like, If I can bet that they're going to get a medal, I would bet the house. I think they're going to do it. That's a good bet. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they have to do it. They have no choice. They have mm. to get something. Mm. Or, or, I mean, it's military service. They don't really. It's not that bad. I mean, Kim did it from uh, Tottenham. Yeah, it just sounds yeah. bad. You yeah. just, I just think of like. I mean, it sucks that you have I, to like yeah, quit your. You have to not be playing professional golf. Yeah, I guess it does suck because you're not playing golf all year long and you have to be in the military instead. So, like they, they, and they I mean, they're they're skipping the British Open. Like, they make a lot of money playing golf. True. Yeah. Um, all right, I have no clapboard today, so I'm just gonna. Okay. This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode forty-four, take one. Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the 44th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode of the Drive-In, we have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. We have our spoiler-free review of No Sudden Move, and then we have our top billing draft of condiments. So use the bathroom now, grab your popcorn, and enjoy the 44th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. All right, fellas, episode 44 has arrived, and let's just get down to brass tacks. Are we putting ketchup on our glizzies, boys? Are we putting ketchup on our glizzies? Doing this now. Classic, but I mean, you know, no teasing picks. (laughs) (laughs) This is a hot-button issue on the internet, so I feel like we had to discuss. Wait, what? People aren't putting ketchup on their glizzies? Yeah, people are saying that's, like, un-American to do that. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, did you not see that? No, I I missed that entire debate. Really? So it's like, personally, I think ketchup is synonymous with hot dogs. I yeah. thought that was a natural thing. Yeah. But the, like, like, the internet's kind of divided right now. But Very I was divided. Think, I, I was when thinking, is it not? Like, true. I was thinking about it. Like, whenever you see advertisements for hot dogs, what, sorry, T's picked, but what condiments are usually on the hot dog? The yellow one. You usually never ketchup. You're right. That's true. Almost never ketchup. They, so, Mar- they, they uh, incepted us. Saying mustard or the other one should be on the hot dog when it should be ketchup. I love how Ricky Ricky Flex is just like saying it's like you can say Voldemort, you can't say the word. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? The, the condiment thou shalt that, that, that shall not that shall never be named or whatever it is. There we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I also have something to say. Go ahead, Des. I forewarned you guys. I forewarned you that I would let the voters decide your fate. <laughs> <laughs> 
and sure and well enough, the drive-in pod audience pulled through for me on the last top billing. The slump is broken. I'm officially back on top. And your fantasy sci-fi picks in the action movie drafts just did not hold up. So thank you to all of my loyal voters and our loyal listeners who went out there and voted properly. They voted for integrity. It was, it was, you had the best all around action film draft. You did. It's it it true. Un, undisputable. You did. Uh, I, I, I agree with the voters. I would have voted for you too. Like I'm, that's a man, that's a man of integrity right there. Man of being integrity. honest with that is, everybody. He's, he's making Although, amends for the next election. Oh, right now, yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to like, over, like if they're looking at pure action movies, your list is clearly the best. But if you go with like best movies, like franchises, they right. had, like best like legit right. movies, I might have went with Ricky Flex just because he had that Star Wars effect on him. Star Wars yeah. and Harry Potter, yeah, yeah. So right. it's hard, it's hard to beat that. Rather like amazing franchises, like like ninety eight percent. You could <laughs> like, even you could even accuse him of the p word with those two with those two picks. I'm just saying the p word. We're, 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 we're bringing just, that word back. That's just heinous. <laughs> like, Star Wars. for those who don't can't tell fucking Star about. Wars. No, but Nez, congrats on that victory. I, w- I was going to acknowledge it at the, uh, at the top billing segment, but you did it at the top. Oh, don't worry. You could acknowledge it again. I won't mind. We'll see. We'll see. But before we get going, I want to go back to the hot dog thing because this was on my mind all day. I was Liz, Lizzie talk. Lizzie talk. Lizzie's on his mind. ESPN cost us from seeing history true were either of you watching or trying to watch the hot no, dog eating contest i wasn't but i saw both of you tweeting about it freaking yes ES- espn would cut the feed and go to a commercial because they couldn't get their crap together the screen would go blur it would blur it would go blue and they just went to a commercial just because they couldn't figure it out and then we missed him seeing him breaking his world record again we missed it. This might be the last time he ever he eats 76 hot dogs. We were robbed of history. There's just, there's just no other way of saying it. We were robbed of history. They went to two commercials within 10 minutes during the competition. It's only 10 minutes long. They went to the commercial twice. Twice. <laughs> I, had, I had massive beef with ESPN. I tweeted at them multiple times. At least go to oh, a picture-in-picture. Picture. At least go to a picture-in-picture. Picture and, and, you know, you could have your commercial on the side. You could still have the live feed going. But – yeah, I, I don't get that. It's just uh, their live feed was struggling. They couldn't get it together. I don't know what was uh, wrong. It, well, it just looked like it was buffering choked. for it them. Choked. <laughs> I thought well, it was my time, TV. Guys, I mean, just it's it's not 1965. Just go watch it on YouTube. Oh. But it was live. I'm going to see it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. Th- I'm feeding for some movie checkup. news, Dr. O. Oh, lucky enough, here comes the checkup. Let's get rolling. One more moment, Doctor. Bringing you the latest in the movie industry, this is The Checkup with Dr. O. Dr. O, check us out. Director Richard Donner has passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 91. Donner was known for his work on films such as Superman, Lethal Weapon, The Goonies, The Omen, among so many others. Absolute bangers. Rest in peace to a legend next on the checkup we got a peek at the first trailer for the sopranos prequel film the many saints of newark preview heavily features michael gandolfini portraying the man his father made so iconic tony soprano the film will dive into tony being lured into the criminal underworld by his men- mentor dickie Moltisanti. the film also stars john bernthal 
Vera Farmiga, Corey Stahl, Leslie Odom Jr., and Ray Liotta. The film comes out in theaters and on HBO Max October 1st, 2021. Next up, we have a Fast and Furious spinoff in the works, focusing on, on Cypher. Charlize Theron will star after appearing as the villain in the last two Fast and Furious films. Somewhere, Scotty Furious is smiling. Moving on with the checkup, Black Widow is tracking to earn 80 to $110 million at this week's box office opening. This will be the highest earning film since the coronavirus pandemic started. F9 held the record with a $70 million opening just two weeks ago. Vin Diesel has got to be pissed. Last in the checkup, Chris Pratt. He has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will start filming in November of 2021. James Gunn is back in the director's chair after being temporarily fired and then rehired by Disney. Gunn's next film is The Suicide Squad, due out next month. That does it for the checkup this week. Ricky Flex, which headline grabs your attention, kid? You've just been checked up by Dr. O. Well, the trailer for Many Saints of Newark was something. It was great to see Gandolfini's son portray him, obviously, but this is only a trailer. I'm hoping to see another one uh, probably in a month or two, and hopefully that dives more into the other characters, and maybe we get to see more of the Leslie Odom Jr. and the other actors in this as well. But this is a great first trailer. Thermometer predictor for me. Ooh. Ooh. I like this first one. I'm going to go play it safe with the 82, but it could go higher. You never know. Uh, never seen an episode of The Sopranos. Oh, um, we, we got to get you cooking. We got to get you cooking. You have oh, wow. to watch Flitch this. Just series. took off his glasses of disappointment. The Sopranos. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm proposing a challenge to myself. I I think I start The Sopranos. My roommate's been trying to get me to, to watch it. He's seen it and he wants to rewatch it. So I might start The Sopranos mm-hmm. and just blog my way through each season. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That would be yes. something. <clears throat> you won't regret right. it. It's going to be but, a fresh look. Fresh look. This, like, for a Sopranos fan, seeing this trailer, it was oh, chef's kiss. It was so awesome. The set realities. You got, like, you got uh, – Tony's dad, played by John Bernthal. You had Mama Soprano, Liv Soprano, one of the worst characters in television history, being played by Vera Farmiga here. And then Michael Gandolfini, like the menacing figure of Tony Soprano, like come to life again. Like it's so cool that he's playing him in this movie. Uh, so, But I, I'm beyond psyched to see this. And I like that Ricky Flex went 82. I'm think I'm hovering around there. I'm going to go even higher. I'm going to go with the 87%. This trial wow. looked Fuego, Fuego, and then uh, one of my all-time favorite characters is Uncle June, and he was barely seen in this trailer. He's played by Corey Stahl. He's got the iconic like white hat, and mm-hmm. it, like, really they flash the camera up for a second on him, one second, and I, I, I had to freeze frame it. I wanted to, and I had to screenshot it too. So hmm. I, mean, I might even have to tweet that out for the Driving Pod followers just to make sure they see Uncle June as his younger self. Um. Before I know there's not like many other juicy stories here, but I did want to talk about really quickly James Gunn. Like I brought up the Suicide Squad really quick. Did you guys see what he tweeted the other day in terms of like the potential characters he was going to use in the Suicide Squad or who he thought about? No, what do you say? So I just want to list pod. a couple front of the pod. True, but these are some of the villains he considered using in the Suicide Squad: uh, Killer Frost, which is a Ooh. Flash villain; Deathstroke, 
which is one that was supposed to appear, obviously, with Joe Manganiello in the Batman movie that was going to star Ben Affleck. Man Bat, right, from Batman the Animated Series. Mr. Freeze was going to be used. Then Solomon Grundy, among others. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Imagine if he was there. It's like taking place in like a jungle, right? In like a like a Caribbean location or whatever. Imagine Mr. Freeze just walking around, just like, what the hell am I doing here? Mr. Freeze just seems like too much of an alpha to be in the Suicide Squad. Like too much, just too big of a villain. And he just Isn't doesn't that the feel- point of the Suicide Squad, a bunch of alphas. But it's like Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is second fiddle to the Joker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually they're lesser known characters. That's why James uh, James Gunn took it in the first place. But like he, like. Mr. Freeze doesn't really fit that vibe. Like, he, right. like he, he's a funky, like looking guy, but like his backstory is very dark. And like people are saying, like they want like a Mr. Freeze Joker style movie for him. He'd be the next one to get one. That would be a good I, one. And he needs That'd redemption cool. after Schwarzenegger absolutely buried the character. Yeah, and he has <laughs> such a sad storyline. Like yeah. on a personal note, like personal level, like terrible. Like, oh, so that would his be interesting intro, to do. His, his intro in the Batman animated series literally won an Emmy. Like, it was like it was that good. Right, it, it was so fine. good. So, uh, and then there's also that animated movie, Batman animated series movie with Mister Freeze. That's also very good. Sub Zero, phenomenal. Polar bears. You know, do animated movies. But that does it for the checkup this week. I'm gonna throw it over to Nez for our review of HBO Max's No Sudden Move. Thanks, Dr. O. Our review this week is of no sudden move. It's available to see on HBO Max and in theaters. This will be a spoiler-free review, and it is currently trending at 88% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 61% audience score and a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. The synopsis is, in 1954 Detroit, small-time criminals are hired to steal a document When their heist goes horribly wrong, their search for who hired them and for what purpose sends them wending through all the echelons of the race-torn, rapidly changing city, Detroit. So let's start off. Knee-jerk reactions. Did we like this film? How do you feel about it in general? Uh, I'm going to throw it over to uh, Dr. O here. I thought it was solid. Um, I think I I saw earlier on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like an 87%. Like if we're talking that as an overall score, I think it's a little high to be honest, but I thought this was extremely entertaining, like classic Soderbergh twists and turns everywhere you look, you got backstabbing, you got double crossing left and right makes it for very, especially with such an engaging cast. Like this cast was stellar. Like you have, you have names all over the place and like they're splitting the screen time fairly decently. Like Don Cheadle is the the lead here. He gets top billing. Uh, But I think like Brendan Fraser, like seeing him like come back and do this movie, like yeah, is, is, people are asking, is Brendan Fraser back? Like George of the Jungle, is he back? I thought and he then, did great. Uh, yeah, John Hammond, his classic John Hamm performance, being a cop, like being an agent, you know, just like classic John Hamm. But uh, he plays that role so well. And then moving along with that, Nicio Del Toro, he's in the running. Is he the coolest man in Hollywood? He's one of them. Nicio Del Toro. Like him, McConaughey, like he, he's under the radar cool. And he always plays cool guys to perfection. But I would say overall, love the cast. 
didn't let me down. Was a little confusing at points with the plot, but you understood it in the end, which is important. But I would say very good from yeah, Doctor. Oh, you uh, you honestly forgot one of our uh, podcast champions. Obviously, John Hamm is one of them, but David Harbor, one of my personal favorites, uh, is also in this movie, and he I think he does a great job. I mean, when I before I you know looked at the movie, I looked at the cast because one of the synopses I read was like this star-studded cast. I was like, really? How how good is it? And then I started reading, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my pretty God, good. it just keeps pretty getting good. better. It keeps mm-hmm. getting better. Like John Hamm, Don Cheadle and David Harbour are three of my favorite actors. But then like Benicio Del Toro, like, are you kidding me? I mean, this, this, this cast is fire. And, it, and I'm guessing they all read the script, really liked it. And, and uh, you know, and we're like, sign me up. But before I give my full thoughts on the movie, I'm going to send it over to Ricky Flicks here. What are your, what's your opinion on the, uh, this movie? Yeah, the cast was great, as in just star-studded, just captured your attention just by looking at the screen because you just want to see how these stars are going to work together. And I thought it worked well for the most part. Uh, I like the 50s dark noir Detroit-style film here uh, that Soderbergh did. If you guys saw in the beginning, it had with the Warner Brothers logo, had like the older look on it. thought that was really cool what Soderbergh did there. Um, and like you said, Harbor was good. I thought like he's he has a big two week series. This and then next week Black Widow. So this is interesting for him. Interesting time for him. Uh, Brendan Fraser, I didn't think was that bad. I thought he's pretty good. And he's gonna be in the Whale later this year with uh, Darren Aronofsky. Um, so like Brendan Fraser is back. He's back. So great to see. He's and, back. <laughs> um, I do agree that this was was very confusing a lot of names just being thrown out there without being introduced to characters, even an hour in that happened. And I thought the first hour was good, not great, but the last 45 minutes, 50 minutes was very good. And like, I think I agree with Dr. O. I thought it was a solid film, not terrible, a little distracting at times, but solid. Yeah. I honestly really, really, I really liked this, the, the, the film. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think top to bottom. I like you said, flicks. I really liked the noir style. I wasn't really prepared for that, but I really liked it. Like the, the little music in the background mm-hmm. and like the, the bongo whole, drums. honestly. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. And the style, the fedoras, just the hats in general <laughs> yes. in this movie. Don, Don Don murders that. Like I loved, Oh my God. Yeah. Brendan Fraser murders the hat. Yeah. Now back to Brendan <laughs> Fraser. Do we, is it possible? Do we have a new contender for Plump King of the Year? Oh, I like that. Ooh, well, the whale, like what that movie's about, it kind of. Yeah. He, certainly looks, he certainly looks like he's preparing for the role. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's going full method. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I, listen, this, this movie with every twist and every turn, it kind of kept me on my toes. I was trying to figure out, you know, what was in this document, what was so important about it. Um, and then there's actually a, a historic aspect. I mean, it's not based in truth. Like this movie isn't like real, um, but it it is almost like historic. It's historical fiction, which mm-hmm. I think is very cool. And I don't want to spoil the ending here, but what they're trying to do is something that um, that was that actually was hidden from the public uh, for a while in in the fifties. Yeah, I thought so that's it was, what they were yeah. trying to reveal. I thought it was or interesting, hype, actually. Yeah, I thought it was interesting with the deep themes with the greed, corruption, capitalism, and everything going on there. Um, I wish I saw more of that, though. Like, I know that was like, kind of the point as in, like, what's in this document, like you said. But I would have liked to have seen that a lot earlier, to be honest. If you're going to go along with those themes and make them important in the end and re- like, really uh, hone, in, hone in on that aspect at the end to tie everything together, 
I would have loved to see more foreshadowing or more just elements of that earlier in the movie. And I would have been less confusing because this movie moved quickly. There are a lot of twists and turns, not just with betrayals and backstabs, uh, uh, backstabbing, but just honestly, the pacing of this movie, just constantly scene after scene, new room, new room. So you were always on your toes. So it would have been nice to have those elements included. I, I couldn't agree more. Like the pacing of this film was awesome. You felt like you were watching a great scene followed by a great scene followed by a great scene, like one after another. And like, there's not a ton of action going on, right? It's just like, it's a lot of it's dialogue, but the, Just in rooms. Said, the cat, the cast is so engaging and they bounce off one another so well. And then you, it's also that aspect. Oh, I can't wait to see who's going to pop on the screen next. Right. It's almost that vibe. Then you see, I'm not going to give the spoiler away, but there's a major cameo at the end out of nowhere. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But to go into the part where Ricky flicks is talking about like the themes of the movie, I agree. They were kind of just thrown in our face right at the end. This wasn't that type of movie. I thought it was, it's like, it's more about just keeping you entertained, but then they're throwing out themes about race and then the dangers of big business and things like that. It didn't fit like the rest of the movie, in my opinion. So it kind of just got thrown in our face. Cause like, Oh, there's a, there's, there's more depth to this movie than you think. Bang, boom, there it is. So I thought that was kind of like squeezed in almost, but the whole purpose of it. So Soderbergh doing his thing with a large ensemble, keeping you entertained and making sure that you don't, um, lose interest you're engaged the entire time you may not know exactly what's happening by the writing of this script because of the, the backstabbing who you get it's hard to follow it's like put your finger on it then you lose it so overall great job by Soderbergh mm-hmm. another person we haven't talked about Kieran Culkin I thought he was great in this wish I saw more of him obviously um but just I thought he was great in this it was just wish I saw more and I'm excited to see Succession season three yeah, huge Kieran Culkin fan, dating back to Scott Pilgrim, obviously. No, but I, I, I really liked his character, and I think he always does a really good job, but I don't see him in much. When I saw his name pop up in the opening credits, I was like, huh, okay, interesting. I mean, I was already excited because I was reading all, those, all the other amazing actors. What do you guys think of um, Julia Fox's performance in, in this movie? I, I, I Personally, I don't think she brought that much to the table, Um but I did like her character. Like, well, she ended up becoming a lot more than than expected. Right? Yeah, to not give yeah. anything away to the audience, and I and I like that. And I heard her cover this movie with all these different actors. The only thing I really know her from is Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Like seeing her here, I'm glad that she's getting this type of work. I'm excited to see like if she can have a character that will really like she'll be able to explore like dive deeper into it. Because like this one, it felt like she was like on the screen for five minutes, and obviously she has an impact at the end. But she's not going to get a lot of screen time. And you're going to get what you're going with Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro. Or, like all these other yeah. guys you know right. yeah and she had such an important part in the ending it's like oh where was she at the first hour of the movie besides like the first like one of the first scenes of the movie right so she was like mm-hmm. not really in it but like you said it's kind of hard to squeeze yourself in with all these stars that all did well in my opinion with the great i thought ed solomon did a great job writing with the dialogue in this and like you said they just bounced off each other and i thought she fit she fit right in Right. Yeah, I wasn't too thrilled with her performance, to be honest. I thought, really? was, I thought, I don't know what what was she doing with her voice. I don't know. I, yeah. I just, it, it was just a we're little. We're going to talk about it's... voices. Don Cheadle. No, in this. Don Cheadle's voice was awesome. Raspy, raspy voice. <laughs> I thought oh, it was. I thought it sounded sick. I can't even recreate I, it. I, I like thought it he did too. great. I because it, it think... never at no point did he lose me. He had me with it from the beginning. At first, I was like, oh, okay, like he, this is. I was this taking is back. He, this is how he's talking, and then, but then, like honestly, I just got really used to it, and it it didn't throw me off for the whole movie. I was like, okay, that's his character. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. sick, and I have never seen it, him, you know, sound like that before. I, I like I that from a great him. Job. A little different. It, it fits so well. The weird one, my, the one we haven't brought up, Brendan Fraser, sounded so weird. 
<laughs> like, like, maybe it's just I haven't heard him talk in a long time, but that definitely is not his normal voice. <laughs> it can't be his normal voice. He's, he is, he, it's a little off. It's a little off uh, for sure. But uh, I don't know. Julia Fox, like, I, I can't wait to see what she does, but she was a little annoying, a little annoying in this movie. We're going to talk about annoying again. It's going to be two, <laughs> what was it? Two of the last, two, he was in The Quiet Place Part 2, Noah Jupe. I know Dr. O liked him more than me. I again, I thought he was just there in this movie, a little bit annoying, a little bit annoying, and I—that was just my opinion of it. Did you guys get confused? Obviously, you did. Was it yeah. too confusing at any points for you guys? A hundred percent. Yeah, me, it was for me. Yes. Um, I rewound a few scenes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had I had to as well. It's like, did I miss something? But I think Soderbergh wants you to get confused a little bit. Like he knows, like when he's writing this, yes, triple crossing, whatever, people going behind each other's mm-hmm. backs. And like, it's hard to follow, especially because you don't know what's in the package either. And you're trying to say, like, what are these people's motives? It's really hard to follow. But I think it's okay because you ultimately find out in the end what the ultimate plan is. Right? Whatever right. you want, and you like, yeah, and like you are so out of the loop when you're watching it, I think Soderbergh, it's intentional for you to be like, okay, I don't know where we are. <laughs> right. So and that, he even does that with the visuals at time with the fish eyes uh, lenses. So like, it's like blurring out some of the background and side pieces of the scene of the setting and focusing on like a particular character at the forefront or something like that. For me, it was a, di- a bit distracting at times, but you can understand why he's doing that, making things like, this is a confusing plot line and just adding to that element with the visual effects. So I, I agree with what you said, Dr. L. Yeah, I, I do too. I, if it can get confusing, but as long as it comes together at the end and I can understand what happened, that's fine. But I'm okay with being confused in a movie if it's going to get explained. Like it wasn't like Tenet where, yeah, I didn't have, I don't have to watch this movie five times to even begin to understand it. I, I got it on the first try. It just, it just has to get explained at the end. When that cameo comes in, when he first came in, I was very confused. I was like, who is this guy? I don't really understand it. Uh, another thing is you have to kind of keep up with the last names in this movie and the names yeah. of the people while you try and like, remember, okay, who's who, which gangsters, who. Right, because they mentioned a thousand which. times in the first hour, but they're not brought up until so late. Exactly. Like Zach so. Galifianakis' gift where it's like all the math problems going on in your brain. It's like, it's yes. going. Exactly. Yeah, I just think this is like the definition of, uh, you like, you watch it um, twice. You know. Mm. Like, you watch yeah. it twice and then you'll be fine for sure. The first time, like you said, like you'll get it by the end. But if you watch it a second time, I think you'll appreciate it more. Yeah, that's true. I might go check it out in the theaters, honestly. I haven't been to a movie theater since they've opened. Wow. I'm severely slacking. Yeah, well, wow. Black Widow. You're going to see Black Widow in theaters? Yeah, I should. I only like to go one. on Tuesdays. Half price. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. No, nah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a movie theater classic. Uh, $5. Um, Maybe I'll be able to drag my roommate out to see Black Widow. We'll see. To, that would be a miracle. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but uh, the guy's never seen any movie, any good movie, remotely ever. good movie ever. ever. Uh, the only movie he's ever seen, all he talks about is uh, Meet Joe Black. If we ever review <laughs> Meet Joe, Joe Black, Black, he'll be on for that. Joe will be yes. on for Meet Joe Black. Yes. Um, but I, I did want to talk about, too, Ricky Flex brought it up, the fisheye lens. I didn't like it. I didn't like the Distracting. Lens. Yeah. Hmm. So it was like, I, it kind of fit the noir style. Like it, it worked out really well in that aspect, but in terms of like me watching it, I was, it kind of threw me off and it was kind of, it was it, sometimes I was, it was being used, I think improperly in terms of like, not that I know better than the person shooting it, but it was in a way like you're, why are you doing that in the kitchen? Like, I don't understand. Yes. You were talking with um, uh, Mary McDonald's character. I believe that's her name. 
you know, like uh, Noah Jupe's mother. Like, like, why are we using the fisheye lens here? If they're in the middle of the street in an alley, right, trying to get capture that gangster feel, yeah, you can do that. But other times, I think it was almost abused, and it just it was yes. kind of it, it was just like I didn't enjoy personally looking at that the entire time and maybe a little bit confused yeah right it's like it's already a confusing movie in itself and now this is making you even more confused visually confused visually confused. yes i i like it i don't know i like what i like little twists like that little not well not like twist but little little change up how about that it's a little bit of a change up and i you know i really don't mind it um did anybody have a favorite character in this movie Oh, David Harbour was oh, pretty good. He was good. Um, I liked I liked his point of view. Like they would follow him throughout the movie as well as like a, a good supporting character. But I don't know. Like I think that was Del Toro big, for me. Yeah, Del I think Toro's Del Toro character. would be like the guy that I would like kind of most align to out of the major characters. It's mm. it's hard to find likable characters here too. Like in terms of like liking them, like you can enjoy a character obviously for who they are. But in terms of like who do I like most, there's not a lot of likable people. Once you get down to like after you finish the movie and like realize what their motives are, what their jobs are, occupations, what they really do want in terms of like the plot and what's going on. So Del Toro, I would say, was the most likable. But everyone's double crossing and doing some like mm-hmm. or cheating like, on their wives or stuff. something. Yeah, it's, it's like it's always something that make them unlikable. But that makes them really compelling too. But I would say Del Toro for me. Classic, classic heist movie. So I would say Don Cheadle is my second favorite character in this movie. I really liked his character um, following throughout. I was kind of rooting for him. Um, and then, but only, he's only second behind the gangster with the pimp cane, whose name I cannot remember. But that guy is a beast. Yeah, yeah. that I, guy. I knew- yeah. Like as you were talking, that I, I thought in my head that guy was all, actually awesome too. He had that guy was a, swag, unlimited swag. Unlimited swag paid off the paid off the um, the police and and oh wait, I should probably not spoil yeah. anything else. But um, ultimate like savage. He's a he reminded of, me of Dennis a, Rodman for some reason. The moves yeah. that he makes and then when he says that money's too expensive and yeah. then you find out why like uh-huh. chess moves. Chess moves. Incredible. Incredible. Right. Incredible. Incredible. It's Bill um, Duke by the way. That's his name. Bill Duke. Okay. Uh, I thought he did a great job and he honestly really set the tone as well when whenever he was on screen he set the tone of you know that 1950s gangster vibe. So yeah, definitely. I really, really picked up on it. It was definitely the cane and he's like tapping it on the ground. Sick. Mm-hmm. Sick. All right. Uh, any, any final thoughts before we uh, give out? I scores? guess my final thought would be, I don't know. When I think of a great heist movie, like this one obviously has a star-studded cast and the ensemble, but it's about get, like bringing the ensemble together, which is so much fun to watch. Like if you think of an Oceans, like bringing the, like that ensemble together, it was like one of the best parts in the movie. And then actually going through with the heists again, like one of the best parts in the movie. This one, like, the bringing the ensemble together wasn't very good in my opinion like it wasn't fun it wasn't entertaining it just it just happened really and really quickly and and very with a lot of complications and confusing but at the end as well like when the final heist hit there were so many twists and turns that you didn't get that like big hit that polarizing like wow now that's a heist movie like moment for me like this was just a i think for me like a good regular crime movie you know not necessarily a heist no, it was like a so you know how there's like buddy cop movies. It kind of reminded me of like a buddy criminal oh, movie. Wow, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like these two guys are solving that. are solving this mystery, but they're not cops. They're actually criminals. Right. 
trying to get to the bottom of something. So that's what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, this is like a buddy cop movie, but they're so it's a buddy criminal movie. Is that a genre? Watching watching that dynamic was awesome. I think yeah. one of my favorite aspects of the movie because like those two are the, the only two in the movie that kind of trust one another. But at the yeah. same time, they, yeah, don't they don't trust each other, right? right? So that's why it's like, yes, it's like a buddy cop movie, but at the same time, as if they're criminals and you can't trust one another. Like you literally, or, mm-hmm. but you're putting everything on this person. So like watching them like risk stakes for one another, knowing what each other were capable of, that was cool to watch. Leave the keys in the ignition. I like to listen to the radio. No chance. Yeah, yeah, no way. <laughs> All right, should we throw around some scores here? Yeah. I'll go first, and I, I think I'm just going to match Rotten Tomatoes. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going with 88% or 88 out of 100. I don't know why I said percent. <laughs> why not? Doc? Uh, so I gave it a 73. 73 for me. Um, I the, As I said before, just to reiterate, a little confusing with the plot. The fisheye lens is getting on my nerves a little bit. But overall, very entertaining, fast-paced Try to slip in a couple themes at the end, but we didn't get much character development either outside of maybe Chiel's character. But overall, Soderbergh doing, doing his thing with these heist movies, uh, 73 for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. I'm a 70, straight 70. Um, I think I'm going to watch it again. It my score might go up or down based on that, but I think uh, like watch it again and appreciate it more. I think I might, but to be honest, it just was confusing at times, even though it did come together at the end. It was a good watch, though. Like just the seeing those the stars on the camera to, or on the screen together, and just an interesting crime drama like with deep themes like that, you're always gonna get a watch from me out of that. Certainly on the rewatchables, for sure. All right, well that concludes our coverage of No Sudden Move. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to Ricky Flicks for top billing. All right. All right. All right. All right. Happy 4th of July, everybody. I know we're a little late on it, but we don't come out with our pods till Tuesday. So hope you had a great 4th, safe, good weather 4th. I know up here in the Northeast wasn't great weather, but we have the top billing today in honor of the 4th, and it's going to be a little different, not related to film. We're doing something a little different. We're letting it to food based on the controversy we talked about in the beginning. We're doing the top billing of food condiments. And thank you to Sarah for mentioning this or recommending this uh, to us uh, at uh, sconnect27 on Twitter. Phenomenal uh, 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 idea. We're running with it. So before we get going, Nez, what's a condiment? That's a good question. Um, I'm getting it's something that you can put on a sandwich or use as a dip. If you can dip your French fry in it, it's a condiment. If you can put it on a sandwich on to layer the bread, I'd say it's a condiment. Yeah, I... What do you guys think? I looked up the definition of a condiment, and it is probably the worst definition ever. It's just to, enha- it's, uh, just to enhance a food. Anything used to enhance a food. So I think mm-hmm. before we start Believe this draft... No, we cannot use that. We need to put like a restriction here or something so using it with sandwiches or like what like what are we thinking here i'd say anything that you can you know throw on a sandwich dip a french fry into or i guess maybe even flavor something with like right 
I don't know. It can't okay. be a solid substance. Like it can't be like a topping. It's like it's gonna be a clear difference from a topping and then a condiment. You know, it's gonna be mm-hmm. like a. You can't choose bacon. bacon. Oh yeah, of limits. course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but like I, like a pickle. Like you can't choose a pickle. Like I yeah. wouldn't. I say a yeah, pickle's not a option. condiment. That's where we draw yeah. the line. Right. Yeah. I agree right. with that. All right. Well, and, I think, but I think it's also. I think it's like is a condiment too. Like, 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 like a if marinating something with a sauce. Does that count as like a condiment? I would say yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's ride. All right. <laughs> I think so. All right. Well, <laughs> let's just quickly spin the wheel of who gets to decide to go whatever pick they want. Doctor, uh, Doctor O. I will. I will go. Numero uno. Numero uno for Doctor right. O. And then spinning the wheel again for our listeners here. It is me, and I will go third. I will go third. back at it in the two position for the third draft in a row. I, like I said last week, I actually enjoy being in the second position, and I think I would have picked it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Well, Doc, you got the first pick. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. Yes. All right. I think. I'm going to go with the most reliable, I would say, out of all the condiments. And it's one that we uh, had, the, it had the spotlight in the beginning of the podcast. I'm going with ketchup. Ketchup is a number one pick. You could even say that's a chalk pick, but I think it is when you go, when you go to a barbecue, what is the first condiment you're reaching for whenever you got a burger, dog, not necessarily a chicken sandwich, but you, some people are crazy like that. But ketchup is what I'm reaching for. Got to go with the tomato paste. Heinz. Preferably. Most reliable. Definitely reliable. Um, not much risk factor there. No. You know, if this was a prospect, you know, in the NFL draft, I'd be like, definitely could be a day one starter. Uh, I don't know how high the ceiling is, mm. but you know that that catch-up's floor is right there. You know, they, they're going to get in the league and they're just going to start producing. So not a bad pick, but not what I would have picked first of all, overall. Wow. Well, how about so – I, I, I was going to – I was gonna go risky. I was gonna go risky, but I was just like, ketchup is like I have ketchup more than any other condiment. I'm gonna do the math. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Nez, you have your number one still on the board. What is it? It's hot sauce. It's hot sauce. Buffalo sauce, whatever you want to call it, hot sauce. I put hot sauce on everything. Pizza, sandwiches. Everything. I, I, you could put hot sauce in rice. You could put it on chicken. It doesn't matter. It's amazing. And there's all different types of it. And it's just, it's my favorite condiment. It, I, I love it. And I'm a hot sauce abuser. I, so I'm just constantly putting it on. What hot sauce are we talking about here? Because you said oh, buffalo to, as well. So, I mean, I have to be that specific. Yes. For I think because you said buffalo. Because like there's Man. different types of hot sauces, but you'll get you, you can get all of them. But you can't. I don't think you can have buffalo and hot sauces. Am I am I crazy there? I'll go generic and just pick hot sauce then. Like Frank's hot sauce. Like it doesn't yeah, have to, like it doesn't have to be the cool. brand, but it's like that type of hot sauce. Like, like yeah, yeah. Ricky Flex is gonna put a picture of like probably a bottle. It'd right, right. Like yeah, Frank's I know. Bottle. I know. There's another bottle that I'd like to put up, but we'll, we'll, we'll just go. We'll, we'll be we'll conservative talk. here. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. All right. I'm up. That's good pick though. That Good was my pick. number two. Thank you. This is my number three. My number two. 
which I'm getting at three, is honey mustard. Honey musty. Dr. O knows I love honey mustard. I think the floor here could be really bad. That's my big issue with honey mustard. It's true. Because they might go too much on the mustard side. And I think that's a problem. But when you get the right honey mustard, let alone, then it, it elevates above every condiment, in my opinion, because that ceiling is probably the highest ceiling out of any condiment. My personal, my my personal uh, opinion. Honey mustard, when done right, is is amazing. Honey mustard, when done wrong, is a disaster. It's right, a sandwich ruiner. <laughs> yes, true. That's a, a lot of risk. It's a high risk. It's a it's a high risk, also high reward at the same time. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but like, uh, but. Low key French fries with hot, like honey mustard, sensational. Yes. Needs, sensational. Needs more, it needs to be more widely accepted. You know, it can't be looked at as weird. Like it's too much. Like it's it needs to be a thing, right? I, I always I, I always hated honey mustard growing up, and then I tried honey mustard from Garden Catering in Connecticut in Stanford, and it changed my life. I was like, whoa! I didn't know honey mustard could be produced in this fashion. So mm. now, I'll take a risk. I think I had some honey mustard at, at your guys's house one time. That was delicious. Yeah. No, you know if it wasn't for garden catering, I wouldn't have been putting myself out there with the condiments like that. <laughs> My favorite honey mustards, Ken's out of the bottle, Sweet Baby Ray's out of the bottle. Um, Newman's has a great honey mustard. And uh, at Chili's. Heinz packets. Heinz, Heinz like, packet. uh, peel. Like peel. Yeah. McDonald's has a good honey mustard. Mm. All right. My second pick here. Chick-fil-A sauce. I know it's tough because it's only at one location. So it's another like risky pick here because you can't get it a lot and it runs out a lot. A lot of people try to buy it out of the tubes and hoard it. That's how good it is though. That's a, that's a solid pick. Honestly forgot. Didn't have that on my big board here. That was, that's a good pick. All the dominoes have fallen as I expected. (laughs) I could have predicted the first four picks in this exact order. I had to play (laughs) as my number four. (laughs) Well, Nez, let's see. I'm like the agent Wojnowski. I just knew. The condiment draft did my scouting. Interesting. Nez, let's see if he's going to go five for five here. What do you got? I'm going with ranch, baby. I'm going with ranch. And I throw ranch in combination with my number one pick. These are these are complementary picks right now. A little bit of ranch mixed with uh, with some, some hot sauce. Fire. Absolutely fire. Um, and, no, I, I love ranch. That's another thing. You could throw it on pizza. You could dip. I yes. dip my French fries in ranch. I dip my I sometimes I dip fried chicken in ranch. Uh, when I go to McDonald's and I, I get and I get McNuggets, I get ranch. I don't get barbecue sauce. I don't get oh, no teasing pics. <gasps> I don't get anything else. I get ranch. Ranch for me, not in my top not on my top fifteen because I like a different one more. A not even not even on my big board. Not yeah. even on my big board, the other one. So I'm yeah. on the same side as Ricky Flex. I'm at the <gasps> same side as Ricky Flex. All right. But <laughs> yeah. But I, I wouldn't but I wouldn't I'm not gonna dismiss ranch and say it's bad. It's not. Right. It's, it's not. I just it's just I think they're good. one is superior to another. That's why like that's a polarizing pick where it's like it people is. see that, they see ranch, like and you see the other one ha- another person has the other pick. Are you gonna go with that person instead or are you gonna go trust the overall rest of the board? We'll see how this plays out, boys. All right, you're on the clock, Dr. O. All right. I would like (laughs) – I want to take buffalo sauce. I think there's a clear difference between buffalo and hot sauce. Buffalo sauce is a lot thicker. You put it on wings, hot sauce. It's not really – it's not on wings. You know what I mean? So I I don't – Ness is giving me a dirty look right now. Do you think there's not much of a differentiation between the two? 
No. Really? really? Okay. So you're throwing a veto. Like buffalo sauce? You can throw it's the like veto. The same stuff. When you order when you order buffalo wings at a wings place, what kind of like sauce do you think they're put on? It's not gonna be like hot like red hot sauce. It's hot sauce and butter. Have you ever made wings from scratch? Yeah, but like with the butter and like it's thicker putting it on the wings, like it's ah Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying though now. Now that you're saying that oof. It's just the same thing with a little bit of it's butter. Thicker. Yes. It is yes. Butter's huge though. Butter's huge. Really adds to it. No, is we throwing a veto? I don't know. You could throw the veto. I just think we're cut I think it's an ugly graphic if we have hot sauce and buffalo sauce. There's gonna be a lot of people scratching their head. Okay. So make a move. Naz, you go first. <laughs> veto. We need two, right? Do we need two? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I I think Nez makes a good argument because now I'm thinking about it when you're making them from scratch. Like you just sauce. Like, but like I'm just thinking right now. I'm thinking of that now. But I was thinking like Ken's and the Sweet Baby Rays. They have a separate thing. They have hot sauce and they have buffalo wing sauce. It's like milky looking. It doesn't even look the same. The they, and they looks, taste okay, different so you can, too. Right, you can draft. You can draft buffalo wing sauce, not buffalo sauce. Yeah. I would actually, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll happily take that. Okay, I, I think. All right, good. Let's no veto right. from me. I think that's acceptable. So buffalo, buffalo wing, wing sauce. sauce. There's a, there's an amendment yeah. to like, that. Like, like, like Nez, like wing sauce. That that sounds terrible. But uh, Nez so I ha- has to say that, right? Yeah, but Nez, in like your graphic, <laughs> it'll have like Frank's, like I can't pronounce it, Kalula. Uh, like you know, all the traditional ones, but and Dr. Rose, she said thank you. And for our Dr. Rose, it's gonna be, be the like, Frank's Wings one, yeah, like or something. Like I don't that. know if I want it if it says that. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want it then. Do I have to take it? Like, I don't, I don't, we're, we're gonna have to drop this clip and, and let the and have people decide this on Twitter, by the way, whether or not buffalo, you take it. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, we'll need like, a separate poll. If it says buffalo wing sauce, I'm not gonna win, I'm not gonna win a draft like that. That's sloppy. That's sloppy. Not gonna win a draft like that. I thought we picked with our hearts here, men of yeah, integrity. Oh, well, I'm trying to win. Like, like, come on. Like, we're trying to win drafts too. And I love buffalo sauce. I, like, I, if I, I don't want it if it has to have, if it has to be titled that, I'd rather just. Turn okay, it fine. Pick. All right. Nez, is his is his hand still on the piece? So yeah, so still my pick, right? Draft something else, Doctor. Yes, right? go with something else. <sighs> Barbecue sauce. We'll go barbecue sauce. Jeez, we're going, we're going going way too safe this draft already. Way too safe. Jeez, we got we got we got two staples though with ketchup and barbecue sauce. And I'll just go to my next pick uh, to follow it up. Chipotle mayo. Chipotle mayo will be my my next pick. Uh, that that is, yeah. If yeah, I go to Subway, that's my go-to. If I could just take the bottle, I would, uh, next time I go to Subway, I'd be like, do you guys sell that? Or can I just, how, how much do you want for that bottle of Chipotle mayo? That's what I will do next time I go there. But I like those two picks. Yeah, I love Chipotle mayo. So high on my board. Yeah, that, that, that was up there. You, you just drafted the next two things on my big board. So good pick. All right, Nez. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to go with something that – you that's just you know universally makes anybody a good cook i'm going with teriyaki sauce teriyaki sauce is unquestionably the best and one of the most easy things to cook with you get some chicken 
some teriyaki sauce. You cook it. Amazing. Anything you put teriyaki sauce, most things that you put teriyaki sauce on are very, right. very good. One of my personal favorites, teriyaki sauce. Favorite sauce to go with chicken, hands down. My favorite. Like it's easy. Like, it's like it's favorite thing to marinate. Consistent. It's it's yes yes. Well, it's it's not only reliable but it's just tasty. And if you're having you're not just having chicken, you're having teriyaki chicken. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's a it's even fun to say teriyaki. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I like that pick. That was literally next on my board too. But we are we're thinking way too similarly, boys. I don't like that. Not next on my board, but it was high on my board. Love the pick. Down to me. My next pick, Sriracha. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Sriracha. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. That's what I was thinking of when so, you guys were asking me to get specific. Oh, uh, okay. Sauce. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't view that as a hot it's, sauce. It's just kind of BS. Are you I joking? Get, I didn't get buffalo sauce, and you're getting sriracha. It's different. It's its own it's thing. Yes. They the guy who sriracha made sriracha. The guy who made sriracha, like that. He's like. There's only one sriracha, but he was like, oh, I'll let other people make it like under this name. But like he said, like sriracha, like that was his, like his company and everything. Man, I don't. That's totally different. I don't think it's totally different. It is. It is. It is totally different. What is what is more? Okay, what is more closer to hot sauce? Buffalo wing sauce. That is. Yes. Or sriracha. Which one's closer to hot sauce? Buffalo wing sauce is 75 percent hot sauce. Sriracha is like its own, like it's like a paste. It's not it's even like different. a like it's different. I don't, it's different. Fine. Is everything hot in the world hot sauce? Like no. Is like, Chipotle mayo hot sauce? Like yeah, it's a mayo. It's in the name. <laughs> it's a hybrid. That's why it's such a good pick. <laughs> it plays. It, play, it, it, play, it plays both ways, offense and defense. Two way player. It is a great pick, but it, you know what? Like it's different. You could draft Buffalo Wing Sauce. I told you. No, I told you. Not, you not, with, that draft Buffalo Wing not Sauce. with that title. That, that name falls off the jersey. <laughs> All right, moving oh, on. Man, this has been controversial already. I, I, I guess so many other controversial picks potentially happening later. So this is going to be an exciting end. Oh boy. Okay, moving on. All right, for me, I think we've hit like my personal like clear top nine or like high t- higher tier i think we're gonna get into like the nitty-gritty here mm-hmm. and i don't know what to do get your napkins out it's getting messy i'm gonna go this i'm gonna do a classic ricky flex i'm gonna go personal here sweet red chili sweet red chili so like polynesian okay okay, okay. So, so sweet chili sauce or sweet yes, bread. right. So, so it, wait, so Polynesian. Yeah, basically, right. Okay. That's a sweet red chili. My, right? yeah, that's yeah. arguably like that Chick Fil A, like that from Chick Fil A, more than Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, that's how much so I love good. Polynesian. Mm-hmm. It's fuego. It is so good, so good. I love it, Polynesian. That's. A, I was hoping I was going to get that as like a last round pick. I can't believe same, you guys need that same. right here. Really, yeah, I, I was hoping to get that late later in the draft. It was on my big board for sure, but definitely a quality pick. Yeah. Interesting. Ricky Flick saying classic Ricky Flick's here picking with my heart. It got accused of pandering earlier. It's just <laughs> what are you classic. pandering? Where is no, the no, pandering? No, 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 not here. No, 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 no. It's just earlier we talked about like Ricky Flick's pandering. You're like classic Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> just it's a little ironic. I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. Nez. My next pick is one that 
you can find in many places. I'd say my favorite of this condiment will be found at Shake Shack, but you can find it at any stadium or ballpark around the country. I'm going with nacho cheese. Nacho cheese sauce. Nacho cheese sauce. So like what's Nacho the cheese sauce. It's melted nacho cheese. Oh, you also got a ballpark. I'm not not like cheese. Like melted. I was saying you, it says nacho cheese sauce. That's what it'll say in the graphic. Nacho cheese sauce. So, I guess you put it on hot dogs. Is it a topping? It is. Oh, it totally is. No, but no, no I'm saying like you wouldn't. You could dip, you could dip your French fry in nacho cheese. But like, is that does that, that? But that's not what a condiment is. They don't dip. Oh, you're right. It is kind of. Yeah, crappy. I guess like my only if I. I'm not gonna. Like, throw it's a not like cheese. It's not cheese. Like it's not like cheese you slap on something. Right. It's <laughs> not like cheese. She just like yeah, yeah. You stick to someone's was, forehead like naturally you do with cheese. I was gonna say something like Crab slices. How are you? you? Put it on hot dogs. We also put like chili and onions on a hot dog, but those aren't condiments, you know. Hey, and I hey. That's, what you're pick. That, that's a veto. Like if you are, like I'm hey, already I never here. said I was drafting anything yet. Veto a pick that didn't happen. But I'm vetoing in advance. You can. We're saving time chili, for later. Chili, chili I know, dogs, but I like. Right, I agree. That's why I'm trying to say, like, if you're going to view this as a potential veto, that's the way I would view it because it's, it could be separate. Well, like, cause, but I'm not going to throw a veto because we took France too. Next and, like, pick, I swear. Well, that's a veto for me, but we'll get there. Oh yeah, we're right here. So, I yeah. know, I know, we are here. You gave away my chili pick, and you like it's gone already. I don't, uh, God, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll go with garlic aioli. That garlic aioli pick. That is, it's great. It's better than like um, traditional. I can't, I can't say the pick because it hasn't been picked yet. Uh, then the traditional form of whatever it is, it's like adding garlic to it, whatever. And it, it's you, if you get it, like it's almost a treat. You get like fancy restaurants. Plus, with French fries, unbelievable. With French fries, garlic aioli, yum 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 yum. Good. That's my next pick. I was gonna, I was gonna try to sneak that as Mister Mister relevant. So Any, anybody else's mouth watering? <laughs> I want some chicken down. nuggets. It's making me hungry, dude. I think our dog's drooling in the back over there. I yeah, I mean, you guys didn't, you guys. So for the listeners, uh, I was about to make dinner, and 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 I, I misunderstood what time we were going to start recording at. So. I don't have – I didn't eat dinner, and I'm just sitting here, and we're just listening garlic gaioli and, and hot and, and, uh, and all this just amazing condiments and sauces, and my mouth is watering. I'm starving right now. I'm so hungry. All right. But anyways. Doc, <laughs> your last pick. I mean, the fact that this got to the fifth round. I'm, I'm, I, intent, like, this is like – Don't do it. No, but uh, this flicks. You're not going to pick this because you don't like this. Oh. Mustard. Just mustard. Like mustard is a great condiment. We're talking about stuff on your glizzy. You don't put mustard on your glizzy. You do, we, you're on, the one man. that was saying you I put ketchup mustard. on your glizzy. No, I, well, I do. Well, I put everything on my glizzy. I put okay, everything. Yeah. Well, I like, like, uh, honestly. But uh, yeah, so there's different variations of it. But the group of like honey mustard or all these other, other different types of mustard is mustard. Just the flat out French's. Give me the yellow bottle on the graphic. Iconic. Give me that. I got ketchup, mustard, and barbecue sauce. That's like yellow, three, yellow mustard. A little bland. A little bland. Those, those, those are, those are, those are <laughs> the franchise mustard, builders. Yeah. Those are franchise builders. You do everything around them. Yeah, right? they're, they're like the chalk, quote-unquote chalk picks. 
right? Yeah, like the, I mix it with a garlic aioli like that. But you got it in that's the that's fifth that's round, which is shocking. But you knew I wouldn't pick it because I'm not the biggest. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not a mustard guy. Nez me either. Down, but no, like, I don't like mustard. Mustard is, I don't know. Like, I guess it's like it's controversial for some people, and it's like you either ketchup or mustard guy. Mm-hmm. People are mostly ketchup. I like everything, so I'm, I'm right. happy. Guys, last pick, Nez. Oh man, I got four right here that I really want to pick, and I don't know which one to pick. So can somebody give me a number? One, two, three, or four? Three. Two. <laughs> I'm going to go. Actually, you know what? Screw it now. I'm going with tzatziki sauce. Tzatziki. Ooh, I like that. Amazing, amazing Mediterranean sauce. Um, you dip your pita in it. You dip your French fries in it. You put it on your gyro. I mean, it's, it's an amazing, very underrated sauce and not used enough. It's a top. It's a, that's a top five condiment in my in my book. Hitting the Greek vibe, I like that. Um, but we also need to do a sandwich draft because um, euros. There might be a first round. Mm. Uh, Euro, euros are they're so good. good. They're good. And they're hard. They're hard to find. It's like hard like around me. It's very hard to find a euro. Oh, yeah. So whenever I take advantage, I have to always take advantage of that. I know mm. one time, like I mean, if you get a food truck euro, money, love that mm. too. Yeah, 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 those are good. Um, you got to be careful, but yeah. Good. Yeah, no, no, no. I got to be like. I gotta be close to a public bathroom. Like, yeah, street street meat euro on NYC. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, with all those those same different trucks. I don't know about that, but like, no, they're ama- it's amazing. Yeah, I know, but I, just, I gotta be by a public bathroom within <laughs> ten minutes after eating it. Like, absolutely, especially if it's like a hundred degree day. I'm in trouble. I'm oh, big. Oh no. Uh, but euros, I just matches with that pick. A great, mm-hmm. great sauce. Mm-hmm. All right, time for Mister Mister Owen. This is going to be interesting. What you, your reactions are going to be? Syrup. I almost drafted syrup. Syrup. Put it on your waffles. Put it on your pancakes. You can put it on your eggs if you want. That you tastes good too. You put it you on could, a sandwich. You put it on a sandwich. Just look at a McGriddle has a infused maple syrup mm-hmm. in the pancakes as well. I think top fifteen last pick for a mainly like French fry hot dog type of condiment draft here. I think, you know what, taking it last, yeah, I'll do that. No, I, I almost, when I said one, two, three, like, give me a number out of four, that was number two, was maple syrup. We should just do a food podcast. Let's just transition. <laughs> we'll sure just do un- further recordings then. Do like yes. under, the, under the drive-in umbrella. The drive-through. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Wow. That the was drive, The drive-through podcast. I like it. I yeah, like I. I was debating between a, like maple versus chocolate syrup, but I didn't want to go dessert side. So, uh, but before we do any more honorable mentions, let me just read off the list. Dr. O, ketchup, barbecue sauce, chipotle mayo, garlic aioli, and mustard. Nez, hot sauce, ranch, teriyaki, nacho cheese sauce, tzatziki sauce, flicks, honey mustard, Chick-fil-A, sriracha, Polynesian, and Syrup, maple syrup. Uh, Nez, honorable mentions from you? Yeah, I got, uh, I got soy sauce, which I, I really wanted to draft, but um, I, I like tzatziki, I think, a little better. Uh, pesto is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if olive oil counts, but I guess you With could bread? count it. Yeah. Well, you put it on sandwiches, too. Yeah. And yeah. You, you oil. could dip things I, I would it. count it. Every Italian sub, um, you got to get some oil on there. And then we, f- mm. we forgot, we didn't do draft regular mayo, but it's or a little too Miracle bland Whip. for me. So 
yeah, that's all. That's all I have. Soy sauce, pesto, olive oil, mayo. All right. Doc. Okay. Uh, Szechuan sauce was that legal? Oh yeah, I mean even yeah. though it's not around, but yeah, yeah, legal. I, like, I did, yeah, I, I had chili. I didn't pick it. Uh, relish. I like relish. That tastes great. It's like cut up pickles. Yeah. And I hate like relish. Pickles. <laughs> I hate pickles. I hate relish. Flex, I'm giving you my honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Go au on. Jus, au jus sauce with like a roast beef. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> au jus. You know, you know what I'm saying? I know um, what you're talking about. I didn't know it was called that until now. Sweet. Did you say sweet and sour? Sweet and sour No, sauce? I didn't. I don't like sweet and sour, but yeah, that, wow. that, that that's up there. It's like duck sauce. And then, um, mm. yeah, those, those are the main ones. Thousand Island dressing, just for the respect of the big mac yeah yeah respect wait nobody even drafted blue cheese right no that was gonna be an honorable mention i wanted to i wanted to stay away just because polarizing pick like right you know like right when you so much better i don't blue cheese is gross eating little chunks of if you don't like i understand if you're talking about like the blue cheese crumbles but if you're talking about regular blue cheese i just i disagree like especially if you like if once again, blue cheese is almost like a honey mustard situation. If blue cheese is done right, you can oh, nail the ceiling is spectacular. Huge. So you, you will go to a specific restaurant because they have good blue, blue cheese. So yeah. my my buffalo chicken dip is a consistent hit with our friends and family. Like I I I I make very good buffalo chicken dip. People have told me time and time again, and I'm going to reveal my secret on the podcast: it's that I don't put blue cheese in my buffalo chicken dip. I substitute the blue cheese with ranch. And that's well, why everybody you, loves it. If you want to even improve it to like a next level. No, every, every Buffalo chicken dip you've ever had in your life has, has blue cheese in it. Mine yes. has ranch and that's why it's critically acclaimed. We'll have to do a taste test. Okay. Real quick. Honorable mentions for me. You already picked Chipotle mayo, but garlic mayo as well is great. If you get on a shawarma, phenomenal. Uh, honey Chipotle. I personally like that a lot. And then general sales. I just had it yesterday with <laughs> just a regular, just with a sandwich, and it was phenomenal. So those are just a few honorable mentions for me. And now I'll wrap up this top billing. Very contentious. Love it. Dr. Rowe, to you. That was a fun top billing. Let's do more uh, food top billing. I got to go preheat my oven. Let's get Let's wrap this up. I'm starving. <laughs> All right, that's going to conclude this episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you for listening, and please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this, and then rate us five stars. After you rate us five stars, screenshot it, and then tweet it at us at the Drive-In Pod, or post on your Insta story, and tag us. That's going to do it for episode 44. We will 